Welcome to another week of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacken here, my good friend and co-host of this fine podcast, Mr. Travis Crins, joining me as well. And uh, Travis, uh, full disclaimer, full disclaimer to you and to the rest of the listening audience here who are download and listen to this podcast on iTunes. Uh, I'm fired up tonight. I am very like I, I've I've calmed down a little bit, but damn, I'm hot on. I was hot under the collar earlier today. About what? Uh, well, do we no. want to get into it now, or should we discuss right it? Right now, there's nothing else going on. Goddamn finals are uh, not competitive. So, <laughs> the, the, the hockey's turned to shit. Yes. May as well uh, talk. Okay, so we'll, we'll talk we NBA the, finals. The primaries, primaries are going on as we speak. We'll talk NBA finals. We'll talk Stanley Cup final in... Uh, a little bit later on in the podcast, Marcus Traxler will join us for some more Stanley Cup final talk here as well as the Capitals are one game away from hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup. And I I hate I hate talking about this stuff. And you know what? People could say, oh, you don't, you could choose not to talk about it. You don't have to talk about it. You don't have to talk about a divisive issue. You don't have to choose sides and all this nonsense and gobbledygook. But damn it, if it, if it relates to sports... Unfortunately, we have to talk about it. Last week, we talked about the NFL and their stupid national anthem policy and how much worse that has made the whole issue for the sport. And then Monday comes around, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles going to go visit the White House on Tuesday. Not very many of them plan to show up. You know, Chris Long, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, Tory Smith, three highly outspoken individuals regarding uh, not only the national anthem issue, uh, but the you know kind of the state of the country, what the whole what the whole basis of what they're doing is. I mean that it, it with their uh, it's it's undeniable that they're trying to raise awareness to some situations regarding you know for Malcolm Jenkins, especially you know with you know police brutality, I guess, or like uh, maybe targeting black of African American people. Black yeah. people are treated poorly in the country. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's the best way to to put it. And uh, I've I've been very happy to see someone like Chris Long use his stature. He donated his entire salary to charity last year, so um, not only is he uh, walking the walk or talking the talk, but he's he's backing it up with with uh, his actions as well. So Monday night comes about that uh, the president uninvited the Philadelphia Eagles because. They, uh, and I'll pull up here the exactly what he said, uh, the tweet and everything, but basically because they don't respect the national anthem and because the whole team is not coming, you're all uninvited. And, uh, of course... Well, they weren't going to be there in the first place. So well, it's kind of hard to like... uninvite somebody that's not... I'm going to uninvite you back to my house today, even though you weren't going to be here to be here. Is it really your house, though? I mean, isn't it the people's house? He thinks it's his house. He doesn't know. He, I mean, he, he literally, literally doesn't know anything about anything. It, he, he does. He really does. No, he, He's just the dumbest son of a bitch in the country to run the country. That's what we did. It, 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 it is just insane. Um... Uh, hey, he said that they, they didn't. They, they did not protest. Not a goddamn one of the Philadelphia Eagles took a knee. 
None, none of them did that. Uh, Fox News, I'm sure we'll talk about them and how yep. they make up shit. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. They had the story about the players taking a knee. And they showed up after the game in the end zone pain, and they did not decipher what that was. They pictured they they took that as a uh, false leak. They put that out there as they were doing they, that during the national. They were anthem. furthering their that agenda that. to their base. That's that's I think the the most blatant thing, or like the most uh, plain way to say it. Uh, Shepard Smith is on there in the afternoons. He's the one guy that uh, does not do all of this stuff. He'll actually say the truth. It's very weird to watch him on there mm-hmm. saying things that are actually happening. Uh, there's a video out there of him saying something last week about you know the president's lying, the president's doing this. Then you have Sean Hannity on the, the exact same night like five, six hours later, saying the exact opposite thing. So it's, it's just disgusting uh, what they do. Yep. So. No, complete agreement here. Um, it, again, we'll, we'll get to the Fox News portion of this here. They, in just they, a are, they, are, they are the most responsible, I think, for all of this. They started up in the mid-90s, like 95, 96. And they are the most responsible for where we are now. Blatant misinformation. I mean, yeah, exactly. If, if we're talking about, you know, the state of, you know, the, the mainstream media, focus in on Fox News as the reason why journalism is, is if you want to, in a broad sense, if you want to say that it's crap or, un, you know, unresponsible and stuff, look at Fox News right in the face. Yeah, fair and honest, my ass. Main, mainstream media, they're all fine, except... Fox, and they're the ones that, you know, say everybody else is, I mean, it's, Trump has a very obvious tell, so when he says something is not happening, it is, Yep. no collusion, oh, there was collusion. Or like if when he, he about reading the, North, uh, the Kim Jong-un's letter, it was a very nice letter, and then yeah. ten minutes later said, oh, I haven't read it yet. Yes, he, he, he just, almost everything he says is false. Almost everything he says is false. If he says something is actually happening, you know that it's not. Things are going well, you know that they're not. So, so it's, it's very easy to read him, and it's very easy to read Fox News because it is the complete opposite of what reality is. Uh, here's So here's the official uh, release from the Office of the Press Secretary at the White House here. Quote, the Philadelphia Eagles are unable to come to the White House with their full team to be celebrated tomorrow. This was, of course, done Monday, so they were supposed to come on Tuesday. They disagree with their president because he insists that they proudly stand for the national anthem, hand on heart, in honor of the great men and women of our military and the people of our country. The Eagles wanted to send a smaller delegation, but the thousand fans planning to attend the event deserve better. These fans are still invited to the White House to be part of a different type of ceremony, one that will honor our great country, pay tribute to the heroes who fight to protect it, and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. I, I assume this is uh, Donald Trump we're talking about here, We'll be there at 3 p.m. with the United States Marine Band and the United States Army Corps to celebrate America. Okay, so, I mean, this is dumb. Yeah, I mean, this is the same guy who pulled the invite from the Golden State Warriors after they won the NBA Finals last year, but, but that was only after the fact that the Warriors said, yeah, we don't want to go to the White House, so you can't do this. And 
there was already talk that numerous Eagles weren't going to show up in a, con- a contingency of probably about 10. Now, Jeffrey Lurie, Philadelphia Eagles owner, was supposed to be among those um, who were going to go. And he has been uh, an outspoken critic of the president. If you look back at the story uh, regarding the the owners' meeting last fall, um, calling it a disgrace and everything, but uh, here here's a uh, Tory Smith, former yeah, Eagles reading, wide receiver. Reading. He uh, is now wide receiver with the Panthers. He tweeted this though and said, "So many lies." SMH shaking my head. Here are some facts. Not one. Not many people were going to go. That's a fact. No, two, no one refused to go simply because Trump insists folks stand for the anthem. Three, the president continues to spread the false narrative that players are anti-military. Uh, let's see, can I find uh, anything regarding Chris Long? Chris Long had some good stuff as well. I, this, and I, I think I actually retweeted uh, something that he said because it was just it 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 was right. It, it's point on. And I, I just frustrates the hell out of me that we have to be in this spot. Like that, I, I just don't get. Oh, I, I'm at a loss of words, Krenz. I really am because this is an absolute joke as to what's going on. Here's Chris Long. What he said: "Quote: Imagine wanting to please the boss so very badly that you run stills of guys knelt during praying during pregame. Not one Eagles player knelt for the anthem this year. Keep carrying." his water to sow division while misrepresenting Christian men. Aren't many of your viewers dot 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 never mind. This is in reference to Fox News who do we have anything else on this before we get to the Fox News portion? I think he is doing this because he does things to cause oh yes yes the Russia thing he is doing this to cause a distraction this is an issue that his supporters feel very strongly about and uh, things are getting tight on the on the Russia situation. So this is something that uh, he'll bring up, and he'll bring up again around probably election time, right in the middle of football season, uh, because that'll drum up support, and the Republicans will get mad, and they'll uh, go out, and hopefully they'll vote for their Republican guys uh, because the black NFL player does something during the national anthem. So I think for him, he thinks it's a positive for him, and it's an issue that he thinks he can win. Again, last week, I believe I said uh, that if you want to disagree with the players for, you know, if you wish they would do some things differently with how they went about this issue with the National Anthem, if it offends you, that's fine. I, I, I get that. But at least understand what they're doing. And if you think, oh, they could do it some, you know, a different way, tell me what that way is that would garner as much attention and change in the country. Um, and, and no one, no one can do that. And they're fed this stupid effing garbage from Fox News and I, I will give Fox News kudos in this regard that they at least Came out and said, "Oh yeah, this was this was something." I mean, they were cleaning up their the the. They've been a tweet. I don't know if they've gone on air and said it. I mean, their it, audience it is very like, old. It said it was producer Chris Wallace. Is that the Chris Wallace that's on like uh, on these Sunday morning shows? I would assume so. So at least, I mean, he has some credence and some credibility in this 
as well, at least coming from him, unlike some of the other personalities on there. Um, So I will give them some credit for that. But they were, again, they put out a like these images of the Eagles players kneeling and saying this is why they, they were doing this during the anthem and it turns out it was that they were doing it in prayer was it before or after the game either way it doesn't freaking matter because Fox News blatantly this is not an honest mistake this is a blatant disregard for fact and they just wanted to do it to stir the pot, to push the president's agenda, and the people who soak up this disrespectful garbage deserve to... I, I don't... You don't... Des, you just don't freaking get it. You're going to stand. You're going to be stubborn for this shit. And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of your freaking act. Damn it, America. Get with the freaking program. Guys, you know, they're, they're bad, and I blame them. People have got to be smarter not to fall for this. And there's tens of just tens of millions of people that, that have fallen for this, and they think that and all of this is true. You yeah. can't tell them any different. They think all of this is true. They watch Fox News all day, and they believe every single word. Everyone. shame on every one of them. Shame on them. This is, again... If you want to declare your true patriotism, maybe do it a different way. This is just stupid. You all are being stupid. If it, it, it gets to the point where you know, it's like a Skip Bayless thing to where we know we know it's an act, we know he's a character, that he doesn't actually believe anything he says. That's where it's at with the, the people on Fox where I look at them and laugh and I'm like, yeah, you're, you're playing a character... You're, you know, playing to an audience. You know what your audience wants to hear. So you'll literally make up anything. Literally make up anything. They will believe anything. Republicans will believe you can tell them anything. We go back to the the guy that showed up with guns. What, it was at the Washington, D.C. pizza place because Hillary Clinton was running a child sex ring in the back of the pizza place that yep. it was in D.C. Yep, I Literally so. anything. They, they believe, he believed that. A lot of people believe that. Again, you and me hear that. We don't even give it a second. We don't thought. even bat an eye they, to it. They hear that. They think it's a 100% true. I don't know what's wrong with the people. Um, education, I think, would have to have... Uh, some part of it. Uh, good but, thing there's a good uh, uh, secretary of education. Oh wait, never mind. No, I mean it's 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 insanity. And uh, you know, I, I didn't think there was any way he was going to win uh, when when he ran. He still got outvoted by like three million votes. Oh, don't tell him that. Yeah, and and uh, you know, because there were obviously three to five million illegal people that voted, and he just he just makes shit up. So. Yeah. Um, the, the, the world the world will be a lot better place when he's no longer a part of it. Hopefully sooner than later, but um, it, it, it's bad all the way around. Yeah, and again, if you... Again, I'm going to say this. I have prefaced it before. I've said it multiple times when we've discussed this issue. If you disagree with the players taking a knee, that's fine. But again, you know, soldiers take... You, 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 knee, you're, you take a knee for prayer. You kneel... You know, soldiers kneel before graves in, in cemeteries and stuff. It is a... It is a 
sign of respect in a, to a degree. It's not, of course, the standing and with the hand over the heart that everyone is accustomed to seeing. But again, it was a it was a Green Beret, I believe, that told Colin Kaepernick, "Hey, take a knee rather than just sit. That is a way you could show some res- some form of respect." But people want to disregard that story too because they, they, for whatever reason, they when when I tell people that they're like, "Oh." And then they, they, there's some excuse that comes up with it. So again, how this r- relates, it's the national anthem issue that the NFL stupidly did, and it, it just created far a far greater mess than anything, and it played a role in the Philadelphia Eagles getting uninvited from the White House, even though there was going to be only a small contingency. Going to the White House now is, it, it is an Honor, it, it, no, no, I'm not. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop there. It, it. I just. I'm not going to even get into it now. But obviously, there's a trend with Golden State not going last year, with Philadelphia not going to send their entire team here, and I wonder what the cause is. And I just. I'm going to be curious to see if you know. Do the Capitol? If they win, do the Capitals even care about going to the White House? They live in the freaking city. I mean, they will. The, I think they'll go. LeBron's already come out and said, like he said today at a press conference, you know, no matter, he was asked about it and he says, you know, that's typical of, of the guy. And he says, you know, no matter who wins this series, you know, nobody's going to go to the White House and there's no NBA team ever going to go to the White House as long as he's still there. When he's gone, sure. Uh, when somebody worth a damn is there, they're going to go back. But Patriots, they went. Uh, Eagles obviously didn't go. And again, oh, not yeah. every not every Patriot player went, so this was wasn't an issue. Oh, no. well, that's fine, but yeah, because he's buddy with Brady and, and Kraft, and Brady wasn't even there. Uh, WNBA, obviously, they've been invited in the past. They're not even invited. They wouldn't go anyway. Minnesota Lynx, what they won it last year. Um, they they they've not been invited. They're not going to be invited. If they were, they would not show up because you shouldn't show up. You shouldn't uh, you shouldn't want to show up. So it's it's. There's a website, PolitiFact. They just check everybody there. You know, they just check everybody's uh, statements, regardless of like political a, affiliation. They, they check out, you know, channels, people, politicians, anything. PolitiFact, about as good as it gets. They have 160 or so statements made by Fox. Um, about 160. 30 percent are false. 21 percent are mostly false. 18 percent are half true. 10% are true, 12% mostly true. So at least half, a little over half are false, mostly false. 9% is pants on fire, just ridiculously. <laughs> uh, um, just, just a few of the things, because it's just, uh, the I could make stuff, I could literally make stuff up, and they would believe anything. Uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, Seth Rich, he's, uh, he's a guy that died. Yeah. He said that... Uh, Newt Gingrich said that Seth Rich was apparently assassinated at 4 in the morning. Uh, he had given WikiLeaks uh, 53,000 emails, 17,000 attachments. Uh, it turns out it wasn't the Russians that hacked uh, the deal with Seth Rich. That's, it was Russia that did that. Just uh, a bunch of false, just a bunch of false things. Um, Pretty much all of them are false. And just when I don't want to cheer for the Eagles, this happens, and it just kind of... It, I, I wonder what their quarterback thinks. I, yeah, I would love it if Carson Wentz 
would come out and say a damn thing. He doesn't say anything about the fans. He doesn't the, who are the worst fans in sports, at least in the in the U.S. Soccer fans across the the, the globe. Um, we we could throw them into a separate category. He doesn't say shit about them. I, he hasn't said a word about this that I can tell. I mean, it it just. I, I don't know if he voted. I bet if he voted, he voted for Trump. Or if he were to vote, he would vote for him. I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain of that. I. I. Yeah. I don't and know. I, the, so, Eagles, the Eagles, whatever their fans are, assholes. All the good players on their team. I. I want to Eagles screw I mean, the, the. I think Trump is trying to divide the the fans with the team. I mean, this is it. It doesn't it appear to be that way. With this, so I mean, I'm sticking with the Eagles in this discussion. I would hope the majority of Eagles fans can read through this muck and this shit to realize what exactly is in fact going on. Uh, Jeff Perlman, he's an author. He's written some books. He's uh, used to work for Sports Illustrated. He would be somebody to follow on Twitter. Uh, he has a book coming out about the USFL. I think later this year. And um, he, he, he knows some he knows some things about Trump. Yet, uh, I seem to recall that uh, there was someone who tried to own or did he own the USFL team? And uh, yeah, that certainly he owned, good. Yeah, he owned the team. Uh, he's tried to buy numerous NFL teams, so maybe that's a part of this whole deal. He was he obviously wasn't nowhere near rich enough to actually own a team. He was trying uh, to but, do something with the tax reform last year to, to, just to get back at the NFL. Oh, yeah, I would say that's not going to happen because you actually have to do something, pass something for that to happen. Um, but Jeff Perlman, he uh, he talked last night for about a half hour. He had a live stream talking about stuff. And um, it's, yeah, it's, he, he's got some good stuff to say. So uh, he's, he's another guy that uh, I would uh, um, he's got a lot of insight into this. Again, I just... I hate talking about this stuff. It just gets me so riled up, and I try not to to dive into it too much because I know that there are plenty of people out there who feel exactly the opposite. But when there comes to stories like this that are so blatantly false and just... It's an attempt to smear when there's no nothing that needs to be smeared. Like, we know the, what the hell is going on here. At least most people with common sense do. And it's just to get everyone else riled up in question and it, to divert attention from other stuff that is going on, a.k.a. like Paul Manafort. Uh, but this, this sort of thing just gets me so angry. And it gets me angry that there are people who... Believe it. That, I guess that's the that's the thing, or at least those who maybe support, like the, you know, who are Republicans. Something don't come out and say, yeah, that this is a pile of garbage. At least not that I've seen. I know there are those out there. Um, you know, I do have friends who are Republicans, and I don't. I'm waiting for them. No, I, I, I have. I'm waiting for them. I have friends who are Republicans. Somebody do something. I have friends who are Republicans, and I have no problem with them being that way. If you, they have different views. I have different views. That is totally fine. But you know, when when you talk about some of this stuff, and then they say like, "Hey, you know that that's not right," but then you have blatantly obvious examples like this of false narratives going around of and that just crickets. It's silence and it's dumb. 
I so I wish people would. I hope they a have either waken up or b would at least speak up now and say, yeah, this shit can't go on anymore. You know, you, I don't want to associate with anybody that believes him. I don't want us to want to uh, be around anybody that supports him or believes what's going on or thinks he's doing a good job. I think it's really divided. It, it's a definite line. You, do you like him or do you don't? If you don't like him, don't talk to me about anything. Don't don't associate with me. Don't be around me. Go away. That's how strongly I feel about it. And you know whether you're you're a friend or you're not. If you if you think he's doing a good job, you're wrong. If you, if you think he's a good person or he tells the truth, that's wrong. Uh, it, again, it goes beyond. Well, I think uh, you know we should uh, cut taxes or raise taxes or we should build the wall or not build the wall. Again, like we said, it's about being a good person or not. And if you like him, I, I have no idea how you could support him. Uh, support the things he, he wants to do or the things he said and consider him a good person or consider yourself a good person. I don't see how that's possible. And again, this is this is not sports related, but I did put a question out on Twitter. Granted, I don't have a ton of followers, but and uh, you didn't get any response because I, there's nobody. Yeah, yeah I just said, and I, I was I was being honest because of this whole like aluminum and steel tariff that's going on. Oh. I had read something from the it was like the I don't know. The U.S. Department of Business, or like, they, there was some report out there about multi, multi, uh, I'll see if I could talk. Uh, probably a couple million jobs bad. could Arabs be, bad. yeah, a couple million jobs could be lost as a result of the tariffs to, to steel and aluminum. So I just asked, can anyone who is pro Trump, I, cause I really want to know, it is, what is the good thing about doing this if it means costing people or millions of people jobs and crickets, 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 crickets? So, I mean, I it it just goes to show that uh, maybe they're hiding in a hole until they you know there's something that really that's going to get them up in arms. But this this shit's just weak. That's garbage. Um, so I. I applaud the Eagles for their stance. I applaud the Eagles for what they do. And uh, I applaud the Golden State Warriors and people like LeBron James and head co- uh, Warriors head coach Steve Kerr, Spurs head coach uh, Greg Popovich for what they have done to try and push this narrative. And I wish the NFL would, would uh, put on the big boy pants, grow a pair, and, uh, and figure this shit out because that's ridiculous. It was a sad day in the history of the country when he was elected. I would say the second saddest day of our lifetimes after 9-11. That's how bad it was. And we've seen how bad it was. And it, it'll be a good day when he's no longer with us, and it'll be a good day uh, when he's voted out here in a couple of years. Um, that'll, that'll be a very good day. Uh, so I, I'm not... maybe, maybe they'll fall for it again. Maybe yeah. they'll vote him in again. Yep, I'm I, not... I'd love to see it either way because it's a, it's a complete goddamn disaster. But uh, we'll see how things go. Yeah, I, I'm not going to hold my breath on that. But uh, anyway, we we talked about again? what's that? Do you think he's going to win again? I I don't. I wouldn't put it past what's 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 going on here right now. I I'm not going to put anything past. I'm not. Uh, but when we talk about dumb people and this whole situation being dumb, you know who else is dumb? Mm, 
Republicans. No, 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 no more on the, no more like po- people that support Trump are dumb. <laughs> no, Fox sports. Is dumb. <laughs> no, not let 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 people who I think are dumb. <laughs> let let certain, certain baseball people are stupid. Well, who's uh, the dumbest person in America right now in the sports world? In the sports world? Yeah, that's who I'm talking about here. Who's the dumbest person right now in the sports world? I'm not going to say J.R. Smith. You are! Now that's it. The ding, 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 ding. That's exactly right. <laughs> who who, who dumbest, would you who would you replace J.R. Smith with? Probably some, uh, some media guy in South Dakota. Oh. Oh, that's... The, the, the paper radio station? I'll just say media guy. Okay. I'll keep it at that. Okay. Well, um, I mean, we could discuss that here, I guess. Sure. Um, in a little bit, but let's let's get to the NBA Finals here. Let's get to, uh, like, what, you know, game one was Thursday night. Uh, the Warriors are up 2 nothing right now in the series. By the time you listen to this podcast, it'll either be 2-1 Warriors, because the Cavs will win game one, which apparently, did you know that, uh, five game series, I guess, is a gentleman's sweep, like a wink-wink, we're going to give you game three at home, and then we're just going to take four and five. Apparently, that's what Windy, Brian Windhorse on ESPN was saying uh, Thursday, or Tuesday, excuse me. Well, this might be a gentleman's sweep. They play two goddamn games in ten days, Jesus Christ. It's it's bad. Literally, they play two games. Uh, Monday was when they they wrapped up the finals uh, in the West. Yep. They play twice. Their next game was what? Thursday? Yep. There'll be two games in nine or ten days. Jeez. I I mean, out of the NBA Finals schedule, there is only one game where there's only one day rest in between, and that's going to be this week, Wednesday and Friday. I just hope that the Warriors can pull off this sweep. They're up currently 2-0. and it probably it should not be that way. Let's just be completely and abundantly clear on that because of what wow. happened in Game One. Game Two. Let's face it. Uh, the Cavs kept it close for a while, but the the Warriors were shooting very good. They they beat the Cavs one twenty two to one hundred three thanks in part to Steph Curry going off in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had an NBA record nine threes in the game. Five of those coming in the fourth quarter seemed to really get a spark after the whole Kendrick Perkins incident at the end of the third quarter. Um, so that if you want to light a fire under Steph Curry, uh, good job Kendrick Perkins who is not even going to see the court at all in this series. Uh, if that's what it takes to really get the Warriors amped up and and just ready to tear open the, the Cavs, then so be it. Because uh, this series should be a sweep. The Warriors won 122-103 in Game 2, and they weren't even at their best. Uh, Andre Gudala hopefully will come back here at some point. But I just want this to be a sweep. So Game 2, there's really nothing to talk about, at least from my side. If you have something to add, you certainly can. But it all goes back to Game 1. And the Cavs were down in the fourth quarter. They fought their way back. And they have a 104-102 lead. And then it's the whole block charge incident. The right call was at... They called it a charge on the court. They took a look in the restricted area. And LeBron James was outside of it. And they reversed the call to a to a block. Which was the absolute right call. Because his foot is clearly sliding over. And he's turned his body. So he's shoulder first. I mean, you're not even facing Kevin Durant there. So I agree with the change there. Uh, did... First, before I get to the JR, then, did you agree with that? Was that the right 
called change the the block or the change the charge to a block. Yeah, right call. Kind of in a defensive position. He can move a little bit. Again, I didn't even think he was in Australia. Like a shoulder went into uh, Durant. Uh, I thought it was a big fine call. Good call. So that was with the Cavs up 104-102. Durant goes to the line, makes both free throws. They do have a 107-106 lead here. It's getting down there. Cavs have the ball. And uh, who gets fouled? Um, George, George Hill. Hill. George, George Hill. Yep, George Hill gets fouled. He's an 81% free throw shooter. And he clearly he deserves some of the blame in this. He makes the first free throw. They're, they're, uh, they're tied right now. No, they're yeah, they're tied. It's 107-107. He misses the second one. 81% free throw shooter, you would have expected him to make it. And not saying that had he made it, that the the war that the Cavs would have been able to hang on because the Warriors would have called timeout, would have had four Probably. seconds left. Yeah, it, the odds were in their favor, no doubt. But the Warriors could have still won. Having said all that, J.R. Smith gets the offensive rebound, and he runs back out. And LeBron James is at the top of the key. He is wide open. He is asking for the ball. JR, throw it to me. And JR doesn't. He eventually throws it to the corner where, I don't know, who was it? Kyle Korver or someone tried to throw up a, or Kevin Love tried to throw up a last second three. Draymond Green blocked it. Wouldn't have counted anyway. But you can see as they're walking to the bench that JR Smith. It says to LeBron James, I thought we were tied. And I saw a video, I believe it was Monday night, of this just... They were tied. Or like, I, th- said, I, th- I thought they were up by one. I thought I, He said, I thought we were up by one. Um, they were not. They, they were not, no. And I saw Monday night on SportsCenter this overhead view of the overtime there. And LeBron James is not saying a word to J.R. Smith. He's not saying a word to anyone. People are trying to actually console LeBron. He, I think LeBron asked Ty Lue, the Cavs head coach, did we have a timeout? I think Ty said no, but they did. Or either he maybe said yes. And LeBron just... He said yes. Yeah, they said, yeah, we had a timeout. And yeah. he, he tried to call a timeout, but they didn't give it to him. Yeah, Le- LeBron just absolutely lost it. And JR's just sitting there like, oh, like no one's talking to him. I mean, everyone's trying. The, there are a few teammates who are trying to help LeBron, but you could, you knew at that point when the game went to overtime that the Warriors were going to win. And then JR Smith in the post game press conference said, yeah, or in the locker room said, yeah, I knew we were tied, but. I uh, was trying to get it uh, to get it back out so I could get a timeout call or get it to LeBron. And uh, like, what the hell is that? That you're a you're a liar. You're an absolute liar. That's Trump. Yeah. Trump said that. <laughs> I thought we. I thought. Uh, yeah, I knew we were. I, th- I knew the game was tied. I was just trying to fucking dribble it out and go to overtime, even though we had fucking five seconds to try and win the game. Yeah. And I was wide the hell open for a three. But besides that, uh, I, I knew we were ahead. Yeah, so here you here's Jr. Smith, and I'm sorry, that's the dumb. He's that is one of the dumbest plays you will see all year. It's the dumbest play it, in the history of the finals. It, it, it it's is. The dumbest yeah. play in the history of the NBA finals. Yeah, and there, not, there have been players that have done it before. I think they mentioned like Larry Bird has done it once, but not in the NBA Finals game. You know, it 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 does not happen in the NBA Finals. You got to know the situation here. As far as I'm concerned, his time in Cleveland will be done at the end of the year. 
whether or not LeBron James remains in Cleveland, I don't care. Like, there's just no recovering from this. He can say all he wants to about, oh, he had a good talk with his wife and his teammates were uh, supportive. To hell with that. The, the Cleveland Cavaliers lost the series that in that instance, wow. right there. Oh, it, it helped. It didn't help. If they could, if they had stolen Game One, I think it would have totally changed the complexion of the series. Not necessarily saying that they would have won, but they had a, a they would have a much better chance than being down two zero right now. And I just, J.R. Smith, you are an idiot. It just there's no other way around it. It's dumb, 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 dumb. He's due $15 million these next two years. Yeah, and, well, oh, is that guaranteed? They have to give it to him regardless, don't they? Well, you're going to get paid that somewhere, whether it's there or they trade him or somebody. So he's got $30 million coming from buying these next two years, so good for J.R. Smith. Trade him to the Magic. Uh, shit. Uh, yeah, I saw that, that huddle. I mean, somebody do something. Coach didn't say anything. LeBron didn't say anything. Uh, Kyle Corver's kind of clapping. Uh, nobody did anything. Uh, I mean, this does not appear to be a very close team. Uh, you know, this has kind of been a, just a junk team put together here in the middle of the season. And J.R. Smith is one of those guys that have been there for a while. I mean, uh, LeBron and Kyle Corver have been there as Kristen Thompson, Kevin Love. They've been there for the last couple of years. But this doesn't seem like, uh, like it's a close team. LeBron didn't do a goddamn thing. Uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty disgusting. Well, I mean, say, hey, oh, come on, let's go. We still got to do what you do is you say, all right, we've tied game. We fucked up our fault, your fault. Let's go fucking win this game. It's tied game. The game was not done. The game did not end with that play. Well, the game was tied. It and was. They didn't do shit in overtime. Nope. They could have won the game. They could have won the game, but they did. Oh, I mean, but I think it wouldn't have even mattered what they would have done in overtime. The shock of what Jr. did there in the final seconds was just too much. And LeBron James, he was upset about the charge block or the, the you know the the charge block call. He's uh, upset about every call. No, every call is bad. Some are, some aren't. He yep. thinks every guy. I've never seen. I have never seen a superstar. I don't know if I've ever seen a player. Him and Chris Paul are probably the worst. They complain. LeBron complained so goddamn much. I've never seen anybody complain this much. Uh, who, who, uh, Draymond Green likes to complain a lot. Sure. Um, but, I mean, for LeBron, he couldn't have done any more in that game. What, 51 points, uh, 15 yep. assists, had a couple of... Did he have a couple of blocks? No, maybe that was that was the game seven. I mean, he did everything he could, and he just he's passing it to wide no, 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 open no. guys. It, there's just nothing. His teammates let him down in this one. And again, George Hill deserves blame for missing that free throw. But missed free throws happen. You don't just grab a rebound and run around like a chicken with your head cut off, thinking, "Yeah, I'm just doing it so the you know." The Warriors are going to try and follow me. I'm doing being smart. No, you're being an idiot because the game is tied. So shut the hell up, J.R. Smith. Uh, the series, at least to me, if the Cavs prove me wrong, they will absolutely prove me wrong. I will, I will never, I will be wrong about fewer things than this series because I think the Cavs are absolutely toast. And they were toast after Game 1. And I can only hope that Golden State comes into Cleveland focused and ready to just kick ass, and they will take down the Cavs in four, sweep them, and get this dreadful NBA Finals over with.
end this goddamn series. Uh, Cleveland's a lot better at home because it's played in a different building at home, and apparently that's the biggest difference yep. in role, basketball. Role, role yeah, players will do it. We'll, we'll play better. Which is very, it's, which sucks. Uh, if they can win at home here, you know, they got a chance. I think Old State's going to win one of these games. Uh, I think Cleveland can, can maybe win one. Um, I would prefer Golden State to sweep them and end it. Uh, officiating's not been great. Game two was pretty piss poor. Officiating Seth Curry made a bunch of threes. That was fun to watch. Golden State finally, finally played well for the first time in a long time. They had spurts. They needed spurts in game six and game seven to beat Houston. Uh, they played, uh, Cleveland hung around. Cleveland hung around, uh, for the first three quarters. Uh, but then Golden State finally played a Golden State game. Game two scored on 22 points and uh, shot a bunch of threes, made a bunch. Uh, it was fun to see. That's what, that's what I'm paying to watch, damn it. But, I mean, they weren't... Yes, they played better in game two, but they can play better. They can play better defense. They can be... A, they're not... They I mean, can if they turn the ball like that, over less. If they play like they do in game two, Cleveland's not winning the game. So if right. they play that well, then they're going to sweep the series. They score 120 points. When there was one game last year, what was it, 150 to 129 or something in the finals? Cleveland scored like almost 90 points in the first half. Like the one game they won last year, if they do that, yeah, they got a pretty. If they can score eighty and a half, they can put up like hundred and fifty points. Yeah, they're going to win a game. But uh, until they do that, hundred and twenty should probably be enough for Golden State to win. Their defense is good enough, and uh, nobody besides LeBron and Kevin Love are doing much of anything. Yeah, yeah, and Kevin Love is playing very well in the series. And J.R. Smith, besides his boneheaded play, hasn't done jack. I mean, he's like what thirty percent threes. Uh, three point shooting. He's just he's averaging way well under you know ten points a game in these finals. He's he's played terrible. They have no one else who can really do anything. So hopefully Golden State is just focused and ready. And I hope Iguodala comes back because that is I think the, a, a very key point. The the MVP of the finals what three years ago. Um, he's gonna he's gonna do it again here. So that's that is my hope. Any other thoughts on the NBA finals? Got the draft coming up. Got free agency July fourth. Oh, looking Bought forward it. to NBA free agency. NBA free agency is going to be fun. Very fun. Good. Um. So uh, Stanley Cup final. By the way, well, again, we'll talk with Marcus Traxler here um, later on. But uh, Capitals are up three uh, one. They they've had ter- they've had a lot of issues winning on home ice in the playoffs this year. Uh, but the Stanley Cup final. They just routed Vegas games three and four. It wasn't much of a contest. Uh, I mean, Vegas missed a lot of opportunities, golden opportunities, dare I say. They failed to capitalize on <laughs> uh, in game four. had a couple of pipes that they hit in the third period, an earlier two wide open nets that they missed and whatnot. Um, but the Capitals are using their size, their speed, their star power. They just have it they have way more than what Vegas does. And uh unfortunately I f- I hope that this series goes at least 6 games. Hope Vegas wins game 5. Um I would love to see a game 7, but I do want to see the Capitals win. And um uh, David Schottenkirk's Twitter uh, account to me has been oddly um silent regarding the Capitals run here. But um I really hope uh not that's not a Call out to David. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just. I'm just ready to uh, 
to see what, what he says when they win it all. Granted, I didn't pick them to win it all. I picked the Predators, but I did pick the Capitals to make it to the to the final. But uh, I, the, the Capitals are winning this series, no doubt about it in my mind. Well, goalie, do better. Well, uh, I mean, Fleury, yes, Fleury needs to do better. Better, um, right. But the lack of support around him has not been great. I mean, he's had to stand on his head in the, these playoffs. Not that Vegas has... You know, performed terribly, you know, in terms of the goals that, um, you know, the the goals that they've scored and whatnot. But uh, they just haven't done much to help them at all. Well, do that. Do better, Vegas. So hopefully, Open. well, we'll be talking about the Stanley Cup champion next week. Hopefully, the NBA Finals champion as well. Um, baseball. Well, we got uh, the draft. The, the some pitcher yeah. from Auburn went to. Uh, the Detroit Tigers, number one overall. The A's drafted Oklahoma quarterback, uh, who's uh, Kyler. Is that what this guy's name is? Kyler? Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yep. Uh, number nine overall, but he's going to play football this year. Oh, uh, no. I, I, I'm pretty certain he's not going to play football this year. You're he's jo- going to sign the freaking, let's see. They t- Oakland took him ninth. He said to make uh, $4.7 million. Uh, he's he's going to play baseball. You think he is? So he's done. He's going to be oh, yeah. uh, football. Yeah, almost five million dollars. Yeah, five million dollars for go to Oklahoma to play football. I want to take five million dollars. Was that a risky move by the A's though to take him number nine overall, given the fact that he was slated or it could still be slated to be the Oklahoma starting quarterback yet and until he makes up his mind um, and decides what he's going to do? I'm going to. Um, I, I I wouldn't put it past him to go to go back to Oklahoma uh, for this year, but um, I mean, was it a, was it a bit of a risky move by the A's to do that? Apparently, he's going to play football this year, but it's you know it's not like he's going to get drafted in the NFL. So he'll play football, and then he'll be ready next season. So I'm fine with him. he's a little speedy guy. So. I'm fine with it. Is it even wise for him to do that, though? To play this year? I I wouldn't do it, but I guess he is now. So, good, good for him, but I'd say football, go screw yourself. I'm playing baseball. It's nice to know. I mean, obviously there's a chance he could get hurt. Yep. But obviously I would just go with baseball, but he's he's doing the football and uh, one-year deal, and he's going to Oakland, so... What, what else in the baseball world uh, caught your eye last week, or any other thoughts on the on the draft here? Uh, let's see. Jake Arrieta, he was pissed off about something. Oh yeah, the because uh, the the defensive shifts, the alignments, uh, and the Sunday's game uh, by the the Phillies got swept by the Giants, but uh, it's it's all his uh, teammates' fault, not his. Well, yeah, Phillies couldn't score a goddamn run in that series, so do better scoring the runs. Uh, Dodgers look to be fine again, so good for the Dodgers. Uh, Twins took three and four from Cleveland. That didn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland's not very good, so they'll, they'll win the division, but right now their bullpen is the worst bullpen in baseball, worst ERA, so that's no fun to watch. Uh, Seattle's leading... The division over Houston, so that's interesting how they're doing that. Uh, run differential between Houston and uh, 
Seattle, Houston has the biggest run differential in baseball at plus 122. Seattle's at plus 17. Seattle's two games better than Houston, despite Houston, the difference between Houston and Seattle is approximately 100 runs. Yeah, what's, what so, is going on with Houston? Uh, they don't seem to have that, uh, is it the offense that's really not coming through? What, what, needs, what does sure Houston need to do to get out of this slump? I mean, they're, they are underperforming, I guess. They are still, I mean, they're still very good. Let's see, they're on pace to probably win 95 games. What are they at here? Well, they lost, um, they lost Tuesday night to Seattle. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, there's, you, know, you look at their Pythagorean, they're, they're, I mean, they're on pace to win 98 games. They're, you take, you take the runs they give up and the runs they score and you can figure out what a team should ideally, in a perfect world, what their record should be. They're at, uh, what, 37 and 25 right now, 12 games over. They should be like 20 games over. Uh, 500, so they should be on pace to win like 110 games instead of only 98. So uh, they're they're not as good as they should be with with their pitch, their starting pitching staff, like they like they have. Uh, offense could do better. Uh, they got to trade for somebody in the bullpen. The bullpen is not is not up to uh, to caliber. I mean, they can put Lance McCullers in the bullpen uh, for the playoffs. Uh, Dallas Keuchel's not doing great. They got Verlander. He's your Cy Young. They got Garrett Cole. He's number two. And uh, they got Charlie Morton, who's done well. But they got to do something with the bullpen. Ken Giles. They got him from the Phillies. He has not been what they probably expected him to be. So bullpen's got to be better. But uh, they're they're fine. Anything else uh, that we need to get to before this uh, the the this um, this person in South Dakota? Oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't have much on the person. Oh, well, no, I, I know. But what, what's the ball. situation surrounding it? Or is this uh, something? They're that not we... very good at their job. Oh, they're okay. Poor at their job. They're okay. bad at their job. That's all there is to it. Be better. <laughs> and it's the little it's, it's little things and simple things. Be better. Very for, for instance, one instance, stack it. Uh, if you had to guess, who do you think is the favorites, or some of the favorites, to get the services of Mr. James next basketball team? Well, I, I think we we talked about this a little bit last week, but I mean, Cleveland's got to be up there. Uh, Houston, oh, Philadelphia. Houston. Uh, yes. I am putting the Clippers out there still if they could package that with okay. a Kawhi Leonard. Maybe the Lakers, but highly oh, doubtful. Boston in there. I mean, those would, I think, be the, the perennial favorites. Sure. This person goes out there yesterday. They have somebody on their program talking about the finals in Golden State. They've since deleted this tweet because it was wrong. They don't know what the fuck to talk about. Tweet was uh, if Golden State wins this series, the odds makers in Vegas have Golden State as the favorite to land LeBron. That's just fucking false. So I tweeted and said. What? Where? What sports book? What online site has Golden State as the goddamn favorite to sign LeBron? <laughs> and they get back to me and say, "Oh, we were wrong. Sorry. Thanks for checking in on us because they are routinely wrong on simple things." 
It's all... He's not going to Golden State. He could stay in Cleveland. He could go to Houston. He could go to Philadelphia. He could go to the Lakers. He could go to Miami. He could go somewhere with Paul George. Sure, sure, he's going to Golden State. Because you know, it, that could that even work? I don't think that would even be possible. If they wanted to make it work, and they only wanted five or ten million, I'm sure they would, but that will never happen. Right. I mean, that, that'd be, that's ridiculous to even think that he would do that. Like, that's a Republican thing where it's like, yeah, LeBron's going to Golden State. And then you say, how is that even possible with the money? And you're like, exactly. It's not, obviously, obviously I see that. You see that. And we're like, that's goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> and they see that, and you say, oh, yeah, we're going to put that on our Twitter, and we're going to promote an interview with the guy that covers Golden State. It says Golden State, not only are they going to win the series, they're gonna, they got the best chance to find LeBron. If, if you do that, that's it's very poor. You're very poor at your job. Mm. That's what fuck your job. Whoops. That's what I got. (laughs) Very good. Um, Anything else? What's the biggest biggest sporting event in South Dakota? Or what's the biggest thing that's ever happened in South Dakota sports? Well, I would say the Summit League tournament uh, coming to Sioux Falls. You got it right away. You know what this... well, was it, was it SDSU playing James Madison this past year? It's something that's coming to Sioux Falls. It's a PGA senior senior stop on the senior tour, the champions tour. Can I ask who the hell cares? Nobody cares. Okay. And uh, it potentially could be the biggest thing ever in South Dakota sports history. How is the champions tour making a stop in Sioux Falls this summer even potentially the biggest thing in the history of South Dakota sports. Uh, they got a thing on Jack Nicholas. Uh, he might uh, play in this uh, fucking exhibition thing they got going on. Good if he does. He sure as hell isn't playing in the tournament because he's goddamn near 80 years old. He plays in the uh, whatever the hell exhibition, whatever. Good for him. I'm sure it'll, it'll draw a big crowd. Summer League tournament's the biggest goddamn thing in sports that the state of South Dakota has ever seen. Yes. Um, it is stupid things like this. Augustana Baseball, they won the Division Two national title in baseball this past weekend. Congrats Northern to them. Base, congrats for them. They went 8-0 in the tournament, didn't lose a goddamn game. Some people are saying this is the most impressive thing that's ever been done in South Dakota sports. You can maybe argue that. It's baseball, Division Two baseball. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. Well, I mean, some people uh, within the associate, like the Augustana, you know, the alum and the, you know, the the people in Sioux Falls, you know, some people in Sioux Falls might care, but the the greater majority of South Dakota uh, has no tie that has no ties to Augustana. I mean, it, it might be a sense of pride, like, hey, at least the the Division Two, you know, college baseball champions yeah. reside in South Dakota, but it's not something that we're yeah. gonna like hang banners over and you know, race to the rafters or whatnot. Uh, USC women won the WNIT. That might be better. Uh, numerous schools have won numerous national championships in a bunch of different sports. Yep. Uh, CSU women, what was it, 2003, won the Division Two national championship. How about Seth? And, uh, how about just this last year with South Dakota State? Seth Gross winning, uh, you know, sure. his, uh, you know, or his uh, match in the that's in the a- national the NCAA wrestling tournament. I mean, that's a pretty damn big deal. That's a big deal. There were numerous individuals. They're talking about, like, team sports. I think the Augustana baseball team, because no other uh, team this far north, no other team in their conference, 
have never won a, a national title. I guess I would take the FCSU women in 03 winning. Uh, the game was on, I think, ESPN 2. I remember watching the game. I do, too. Uh, this game wasn't anywhere near. Uh, I think it was online streamed. So that's just the, the, the things that piss me off are the people on the air that, uh, you know, three hours a day, 15 hours a week, feel the need to, to make something up, to to drum up support, to fill fill the time. So let's say some ridiculous thing. Uh, nobody calls in. Nobody cares. You got to have a hot take. You got to have a strong opinion on something, even if your opinion is false. It it, it, it pisses me off. Yeah, Krenz, what we should do here is you and I should get a show on Sirius XM, and we could chat for two or three hours a day. And you know, I think it would be. A, you know, I think it's a, a great uh, a great dynamic duo that we'd have. Uh, on the radio, there we got we, we got to see what we can do with Sirius XM to make this happen. We should do a podcast. Oh, okay. We could just do that. I mean, but shit. I mean, you think I mean, we we talk about stuff for you know roughly an hour a week, week out for two or three hours a day. You know, plus you have to factor in commercials because you got to get paid. You know, by the advertisers and everything well, like that. But I mean, I think this is something that we could easily do. Oh, like uh. Like anyone talking on ESPN Radio or NBA TV, all their or NBA Sirius XM Radio, all they're talking about is the damn NBA Finals. You know, we could Honestly, easily, you know, say stuff over and over and over again. I think it's very possible. I think we should do this. I was on ESPN Radio on my five-minute drive to work, like at fucking five in the morning, and then I uh, you hit the Dan Patrick day. Show. Sure, the Dan Patrick show, that's where you go for your shit. You know, honestly, I mean, obviously, they're just talking about the NBA right now. They, they never talk about baseball because nobody cares about baseball. Uh, it's all about the NBA Finals right now, which is fine. I'll mention the hockey a little bit to talk about Trump and the stupid shit that's going on with him all the time. Uh, but it, I would say it would be difficult this time of the year to take up uh, a three-hour show, especially when you just, like, just don't talk baseball. You're taking the one sport that's in the prime of their season out and don't even talk about it. If you could talk about it, then it would be pretty easy to put together a couple of hours. But when they don't do that, that's more difficult. Um, it is it, numerous things that are bad. They're always on the Augustana, going to the Summer League thing. It'll happen. Just wait. Be patient. It, it will happen at some point for friend. I think in the next five to ten years they'll make that jump. Just be patient. It'll happen. Uh, the Miami Heat bought the uh, Sky Force last year. And they were all about, um, oh, they're going to move to Miami. They're going to move to Florida because every other uh, D-League team, every other NBA team that bought a D-League team has moved them somewhere. They had a press conference. They asked them. They said, we have no plans at this time to move the team. Because right now, Wood Day, St. Paul Sky Force has been around for 25 years plus. Uh, they're not going anywhere anytime soon, but they keep uh, they keep at it, and they can't take no for an answer. So I don't know where they come up with this shit. It's all right, okay. Every other team moved makes sense. We're going to ask them, are you moving? And then when they say no, you say, okay. I mean, what the hell else are you supposed to do? When you, talk, when you ask Augustana, you go in D1? Like, nope, we're not going at this time. And just fucking let it rest until it actually happens. Huh. There. What did you? 
that what a deal indeed. Uh, Crins, as always, uh, great stuff, and uh, we'll chat next week. Hopefully, um, the NBA Finals will be done, Stanley Cup Final will be done, and then we'll hit the dog days of summer. If I have a message for the people, be smarter. Be fucking smarter. Jesus Christ. Two. That's my, my message to the folks. Two thumbs Use up. Use your goddamn brain. Use your goddamn brain. <laughs> be smarter. Two so thumbs just... up. Two, th- two thumbs up with that. <laughs> Good. Very good. Thank you, Krenz. All right, we'll see you later. Travis Krenz joined us, Sports Block Podcast. That was a very passionate, um, and uh, yeah, it, it's again. I, I open it up by the podcast by saying this: it it sucks that we have to continually talk about this stuff. Uh, but it's out there. It is sports related, and I hope, given the backlash that. Fox News received on Tuesday and even late Monday night uh, regarding you know the the photos and you know that it's a it's it's a calculated measure that I get that there are mistakes that happen but given the the prerogative uh, given the dare I say the agenda involved um, it, 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 I can't say that this was an incident. And then you have Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who I can't stand, you know, saying that the Eagles are to blame for the cancellation. It's just, it's a joke. It, it is. It, they, they spin it however they want to, and I just hope that uh, people are recognizing what truly is going on. Uh, hopefully, we don't have to talk much more about this sort of deal, this garbage, uh, in the weeks to come. But Trust me, if if there's something big that happens like this, we'll be talking about it here on the Sports Block Podcast. So, again, if you were offended by any of that conversation or whatnot, I'm sorry. Uh, this is how we feel, and it it just it get it reaches a boiling point where you just gotta say, "Come on, come on, folks, um, we gotta be better. We gotta figure that. We gotta figure this out, and what what's really going on here? Again, if you don't like." The NFL players taking a knee or not, you know, not staying for the national anthem because it, it, that's fine. You could say it, it it's disrespectful to me, or you could say I just I don't agree with it. But understand why they're doing it. It's not to disrespect the military at all. They have n- never said that. Um, so I think we need to stop spinning. That story, and this is certainly a result of that. Uh, we will be talking, though. We'll wrap up the podcast next. Marcus Traxler, Mitchell Daily Republic, uh, to talk about the Stanley Cup final. The Capitals are one win away. Can Vegas win Game Five in Force uh, Game Six? Can they make this a series? Still, we'll get Marcus's thoughts on that here as we wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, which can be found available on iTunes. Just search Sports Block. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Andy Stacken. Also on Facebook, Nathan Stacken. have a link posted to this podcast uh, later to middle part of the week. Marcus Traxler next to talk Stanley Cup Final here on the Sports Block Podcast. We continue here, Sports Block Podcast. And please, Daily Republic, Marcus Traxler. Marcus, how are you doing? I'm good, Stacken. How are you? I'm doing very good, thank you. Uh, so we are potentially, as of the recording of this podcast, one win away from the Washington Capitals lifting Lord Stanley's Cup uh, 
After a very entertaining games one and two, series shifted to DC where the home throughout the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, and they just absolutely trounced Vegas in games three and four. Uh, it was quite remarkable to watch. Yeah, I think um, I think two things mainly. I think Washington has showed that, shown that they're up to the challenge at this point. I mean, the way they played in game three and four, this just looks like a group that's. Just I know it's sort of a cliche, but they're just not going to let this chance fly by. So it's good to see, considering you know they have a lot of veterans, a lot of guys that have been sort of denied before of getting getting this far. They're taking advantage of that chance, and to, I think Vegas is just kind of running out of steam here. I, I, I don't know if it's. Um, I mean, they're just getting beat. I mean, I, I think that's the most simple way of putting it. As far as games three and four went, uh, they were beaten. I mean, it wasn't the they weren't very close games and. Uh, they were outplayed by by Washington, so I don't know if it's. I think they might see a little bit of a, a bump, you know, going to, to Game Five, um, but they they just didn't have it in these these two games in Washington. Next week we will know who the Stanley Cup Final uh, winner is, so we'll talk about it then, and we can maybe look back at the series as a whole. But so far, to me, it just appears that. Washington's talent is winning out. They're checking. They're, they're just being more physical than Vegas. And as you mentioned, maybe the the steam for Vegas. Maybe they're just running out. Or they're running out of the fumes. Um, it, it it just to me it, it's remarkable to see just how much better Washington has looked so far. And even in in Vegas too. You know they those games were really close. And of course Washington took game two. But to me, yeah, their talent is far exceeding Vegas. And if, I think for Vegas to win the Stanley Cup, Marc-Andre Fleury would have to play on top of his head. And so far, he has not done that. I'm not blaming him necessarily. But if they want to win three in a row and win the Cup, he's going to have to play even better than what he's done so far this entire postseason. Yeah, I uh, I will blame this on, on Fleury. I mean, I, I, I think the way he played in the regular season earlier in these playoffs did sort of set up an unrealistic expectation for the duration of, of this Stanley Cup final series. Um, but I think in a big way, um, this is, this is flurry. I mean, we've seen it in, in the postseason where he's, he's had his struggles. Um, and they've gotten on him now. Uh, 12 goals allowed in the last three games, all, all Washington victories, mm-hmm. save percentage all below 900 tonight. Uh, 739, which is uh, terrible. terrible. Uh, we only had 17 saves on 23 shots, so um, that's a problem. I mean, they just absolutely have to have Flurry on top of his game. Nothing saying he can't can't figure it out, but um, this is a bad spot. If they don't have him, they aren't going to win the series. And, and to me, I thought Holtby was a better goaltender anyway. And I understand that Flurry had basically put himself in consummate. Uh, territory, I, I think, you know, if they, if they win the series, he still can win that. But um, the way this is going, um, it looks like Washington's, you know, veterans. And then to me, their stars have played really well in the series. I mean, yeah. you look at the guys that are scoring goals, the guys that are assisting, they're the big names. They're the guys you expect. Tonight it was Oshie, John Carlson. We've had, we've seen Ovechkin make a number of plays. Kuznetsov with whatever injuries he's got, he's yeah. been playing pretty well as well. So, um, I think they've had sort of those big guys make the plays, and, and you have to have that. Well, you, you just led to what I was going to ask next, or, or, or say next, is that 
you know, Evgeny Kuznetsov had that massive injury in Game 2. Washington was able to pull out a victory there, and Kuznetsov didn't miss any time. I'm always fascinated at the end of series to hear just what sort of injuries they're dealing with. I have to imagine it's like a separated shoulder or a dislocated shoulder. It's something something with that. or There's something wrong with the arm. And to see Kuznetsov, like what he did in Game 4 with four assists, it is just remarkable what these hockey players go through in order to play and just have a chance to lift the Stanley Cup. Yeah, to me, um, I... You know, you mentioned the, obviously the big performance he had in Game Four, but Game Three he he banged home a an awesome goal mm-hmm. uh, from the right side. I mean, they, I I don't know if they left him open, thinking, oh yeah, he can't shoot it, but uh, he drilled it. Now, obviously, to me, obviously he's probably taking some sort of painkiller or something yep. that he can get out there. Um, I'm with you; it's probably a shoulder. You know, who knows? Could be a shoulder fracture. Could be a you know, could be a number of things. But obviously, he's in bad shape. Uh, but he's playing well, and uh, I was just looking at the stats here. He's got 27 points in the postseason. That's that's the most of anybody on this team. And uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about a conference winner, uh, maybe he's the guy considering uh, the injuries. He won't be able to lift the trophy up at the end, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, maybe he's the guy. So, well, and that's the that's a great point. I mean, who, if, assuming the Capitals win here, and again, they do have to win one more. We've seen this team blow series leads before. Uh, but they, yeah. that is something that they have not done this postseason, to their credit. Uh, almost happened against Tampa Bay. But uh, who, I mean, it's got to be Kuznetsov or Ovechkin. And I and I agree with you. I mean, Kuznetsov has done excellent here this postseason. But I, I mean, I think I would be surprised to see him win it and not Ovechkin, just given all the goals that Ovechkin scored uh, I got to think Ovechkin's going to be the the Smythe winner at the end here. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I mean, that, I think they'll pick pick Ovechkin. I was just kind of surprised that obviously Kuznetsov has had a, a great playoff yeah. run, and uh, he's busted busted the hell right now. So um, <laughs> if anybody if anybody pays any attention to that, maybe that's the reason to vote for him. But um, I I would imagine that if they win this series, and Ovechkin has been a big Big part of it so far. I would imagine he'll be the guy. TJ Oshie has been has played great the last couple of games. A couple of what uh, NB what uh, what uh, Pierre Maguire called reverse hits. Um, I mean, whatever the hell that is. Uh, I guess you're going in for a hit, and then they then you reciprocated, and the the guy that delivered the first hit or the initial hit is the one that goes down and gets injured. But he's played great. Uh, we've seen some nice goals from him. The 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 fine product out of War Road, Minnesota from the UND there. He's he's played great, and I I enjoy seeing him. He became, his claim to fame, of course, came in the, the Sochi Olympics there um, a, a few years right, back. in the shootout. Yeah, in the shootout, yeah. yeah. So it's just great to see him play well. Um, it, it, like you say, this entire team, there's a lot of players on this Capitals team that it, it makes them easy to root for, like Vegas, uh, but... Again, Washington's got a lot of guys you can cheer for. Yeah, this will be a, a pretty good year for Warroad if, if TJ Oshie can, can wrap it up between uh, Gigi Marvin winning the, the gold medal and also TJ Oshie uh, listing the Stanley Cup. So I imagine the Stanley Cup will be going to Warroad if, uh, if TJ Oshie can finish this off. So, sure, it won't uh, be the first time. Yeah, it, won't, it wouldn't be. And he's a, he's a fun fun player to watch for sure. I'm, I'm certainly happy. Uh, to see him uh, get this type of run, even if he did go to UND. So. Right. 
Uh, last one here, at least for me. What do you, what does Vegas have to do? What do they have to change? Because clearly Washington, uh, they change their defensive uh, tenacity. They they up the 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 number of hits, the physicality in games three and four. And Vegas, for whatever reason, they just couldn't answer it. Of course, playing at home is going to be good. Their backs are against the wall, so I imagine it's going to be a spirited game Thursday. I imagine Vegas is going to win, but in order for them to get over that hump, maybe force a Game 7 or ultimately win the series, what do they have to do? Well, they have to get some things cooking um, to me and get the speed going through the neutral zone. I think that's the one thing Washington's done a good job of is really slowing them down. They're not really getting a ton of great runs uh, at the net, so that's been a really good job defensively by Washington. That will get lost because they scored, you know, like I said, 12 goals in the last three games. But uh, I think defensively they've done a nice job of, you know, trying to stifle that as much as they can. And uh, I've been impressed. So I think at home, like you said, they're going to benefit from being in that familiar building. Um, the backs are against the wall. Um, this is the the last chance for those nights to come out and do whatever the hell they're going to do in the pregame show. So they, they've got to, they've got to find a way to, to crack, crack open the offense a little bit because I think they can get to won't be just like, uh, like the Capitals have gotten to uh, Flurry as well. well I, we know that the, the pregame show is going to be uh, much better than the Capitals rolling out uh, Pat Sajak like they did in that Game was 3. Rough. That was rough. Yeah. That was rough stuff. Yeah, I mean, he, he wouldn't have gotten the puzzle right but with uh, Braden McNabb because he called him Brandon. And <laughs> I mean, that's just... it's. Weird. I didn't see what they did for Game 4. Did you? Did, do, do we know what they did? Anything uh, I, special? I had it on and it's the best I could tell is what they just showed was the the national anthem. So I don't. It, to me, I don't think they showed the whole thing. I like. I uh, am I supposed to know that Pat Sajak is a Caps fan? I just yeah. How the hell would we know that? <laughs> that just didn't make any sense. I, I mean, uh, get somebody that people are going to recognize as being a Caps fan. I guess in Washington, maybe that that tougher. Um, you know, but I don't think a lot of people know Will John was a Knights fan until they just started trotting him out every night. Yeah. So, uh, and same thing with Imagine Dragon. So uh, you kind of got to you got to push it. You got to make it a thing. It was rough for Pat Sajak, but that's fine. Um, that's about the only thing say, that's gone gonna, bad for Washington this uh, in the in the finals so far. If that's the worst they have, it, yeah, they're they're in a good spot. I do want to bring up the uh, because I don't I think we haven't we haven't talked about it since, but hopefully had the big save in game two. Yes. You brought up Pierre Maguire, and he's like, you're going to be calling that the save in Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to jump through my TV and strangle him on the spot because <laughs> that's such a dumb, God, I mean, such a dumb, and then I've seen people kind of run with it, so that's too bad. Well, uh, but, but uh, so, I mean, Dwight Clark, the 49ers tight end, he passed away on Monday here. He had what was dubbed the catch. And it wasn't right. that, you know, from Montana. And didn't that kind of start the 49ers dynasty, so to speak? Not right. that this is a, right. a Capitals dynasty, but it is truly a remarkable save that kind of propelled uh, Washington to what we ultimately believe will be the Stanley Cup final. So I get it, but I, I like it, it is bland. I agree with you there, but uh, I mean. I don't want I don't want to give Pierre any credit. That's half of it for me because I. I hate his stinking guts, but uh, that's that's sort of that sort of happened. I mean, I, to me, like if it's just something that truly sticks out, like the one to me is John Elway the drive against the Browns, you know, the AFC Championship, because yep. that was like a 18 play, 98 yard drive. 
uh, you know, could tie the game and eventually get it into overtime. But, uh, you know, I just don't like giving McGuire any credit. Right. It was a nice save. We uh, we love Eddie O, though, and, and Doc Emmerich is probably the best announcer in all of sports. I will take him over anyone. Yeah, I think um, I've had a little bit of a, I don't know what you would call it. I've had... Fatigue? I haven't I haven't loved Doc as much in these playoffs, I'll be honest. Like okay. I, to me like his it's he, he kinda has a shtick, you know? Yep. And so you kinda have to I don't know if it's getting old. I, at the end of the day I'll still live with it, but um yeah, it's I don't know. Well he's getting it's older maybe, as well. I mean we probably don't have very many years left where he's in the booth, unfortunately. That's true, he's in his seventies, yeah. I mean we're so, probably gonna where who are we getting then next? Kenny Albert? Let's hope so. Kenny Albert was doing it on radio. I love Kenny Albert. That'd be kind of thing. Yes, we'll see. We'll see what happens here, uh, and we'll uh, be talking next week about a Stanley Cup champion, whether it's uh, Washington or Vegas. I hope the series goes at least six games, um, but we will see. Uh, Mark's always appreciate. Be, this yeah, would, this would be the classic Washington collapse. Now we're talking about uh, the Capitals blowing it. Three one is the spot here. So yes, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, history precedes it. Like, history is set before us here with what this team has failed to do in the postseason. Just for whatever reason, it's going to be different that's, this year. That's right. So, Marcus, always appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, we'll chat next week. Sounds good. Marcus Traxler, Mitchell Daily Republic, kind enough to join us here. Appreciate the time, as always. Great stuff. Awesome talking hockey with Marcus. Uh, yeah, so Washington. More than likely winning the Stanley Cup final. Hopefully it goes six games. I want it six games. I want it to last longer than the NBA finals. But we will see. Uh, what what they did in games three and four against Vegas. Truly remarkable. V- very impressive overall. Uh, so yeah, there, there you have it. Stanley Cup final. We got NBA finals. We got a whole lot of other stuff before that included in there as well. As always, you can listen. You can find this podcast the sports block podcast available on itunes just search sports block follow me on twitter at nd stacken also on facebook nathan stacken have a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of the week so i want to thank travis as always thank you marcus as well and i thank you for listening hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the sports block podcast and uh, we'll be back next week to recap the stanley cup final probably recap the nba final too hopefully come on warriors let's just complete a sweep here uh, winning five, no less, please, please. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens there from there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so again, thank you for listening to this week's edition of the sports block podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, Nathan Sacken saying, thank you for listening. Talk to you next week here. Another edition of the sports block podcast.